Right to be Read podcast, episode number 40. Interview with James Aka Humble Nations. You are listening to the Right to be Read podcast, and this is your host, Ani Alexander. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Right to be Read podcast, the podcast that inspires and encourages writers. I'm your host, Danny Alexander, and today we're not going to talk so much about writing, but rather we will cover the topic of design and specifically book cover design. So as Many, many people already mentioned during our interviews, the first two things that we need to do after completing the book is editing it and then getting the book cover. If your budget is not tight, then you can hire a designer and get a customized and professional solution for your book and the designer will create cover just for your book. But what if you can't afford it because it's quite expensive? Well, even then, I would not recommend doing it yourself or going to Fiverr.com. I think the pre-designed book covers may be a good solution for that case. I made some research and came up with a list of websites where you can find professional and affordable book covers. I've created a free PDF with all the links and other details such as the price range, book genre, etc. You can get the free PDF I created for you by going to www.annealexander.com/40. So if you want to find out about many, many different options of book covers, which are very professional and which are quite affordable, you just go to www.annealexander.com/40. Download the PDF where you get all the options and surf and hopefully find the cover for your... Okay, and since from that PDF that I created, I personally have a preference and that's a go on right website. I thought that it would be nice to talk to the person who's behind it. That is why today I'm interviewing James Aka Humble Nations Aka C.L. Smith. He's the guy that makes all the book cover designs and runs the book pre-designed cover websites Go On Right and Humble Nations. He's been a freelance graphic designer for the last 20 years and he's been designing book covers for the last couple of years. In this interview, James shares his views on book cover design, explains how he is creating those and what helps him stay productive. We cover much more, of course, so just tune in to the interview and have fun. I read on your website that you've been freelance designer since 25 years. Did you work before in the office? So, And if you did, how did you realize you were not an office rat and you wanted freedom? But the expression I would use is probably wage slave. Well, that's, that's <laughs> just the one that I use and my friends use. Um, I guess, um, I don't know if it has been... 25 years. I've done a few other things. I worked with a photographer for a while as his designer. Um, he now lives in Australia. And um, I guess the, the moment that I realized that I wasn't cut out for um, for working in an office and working for other people and I guess other people making money out of me rather than me getting the rewards for the sweat of my own brow was um, my first job. And when I lost that job, and therein lies a long anecdote, which I won't go into, I just said to myself, and I must have been about maybe 23, 24 at the time, 
just said to myself, I'm never going to work again. I don't like it. <laughs> like I did three and a half years. For the first company I ever worked for, and I just went, no, that's not for me. <laughs> I don't I don't like working. Doesn't doesn't work like what, getting up at nine o'clock. No, no, thank you. Okay, well, yeah, you were from those fortunate ones who realized that quite early, actually, you know, because uh, many people end up getting to that point when they are around 40 or something like that. So you you saved a lot of time, I guess. <laughs> well, yeah, in, in a way, yeah. But then I look at somebody like my, my, my father and mother and my dad's just retired about five years ago and he kind of worked all his life for his retirement and he's really enjoying it. So... There is advantages to 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 earn the company, but I guess if we're talking about people that are sort of doing their own stuff, their own writing on Kindle or whatever, and just publishing for themselves, then I don't know. A good way to look at it that I always think is like all you need to work out is how to get money out of somebody else's pocket into your pocket. It's that simple. It's not very complicated work for yourself. You just need to have, and I guess that goes the same for writers as it does for anybody in the kind of service industries and i think there's a like i met a guy called david an irish guy i don't know his his his, his full name so um but he lives in prague and he had a he was kind of around my age and he kind of had like quite a sensible sort of attitude to, to, to self-publishing he was a writer but then he was also making money um doing the lecture circuit about how to self-publish as well so he was actually making money out of the service industry side of it and mm-hmm. I think it's that it, it's kind of like quite interesting that um and and I've there's an editor that I speak to as well and we're all pretty much a little bit of the same mind. There's the people who are really making money at the Kindle phenomenon are the people in the service who service <laughs> the authors rather than the authors authors themselves. I think I think it takes a certain age and maturity to actually look at it business wise in a business in a business mind. You've got to have. It's, it's not as simple as just having sort of an open thing of like, I'm going to write a book and make money. It's uh, I'll market it and then it'll all be fine because there is a, a business aspect, I guess. And my good girlfriend, she says that I'm not a graphic designer. She says that I'm a businessman. Well, uh, I I think everyone should be, I mean, should look at it as a business if, if they, they want to make money because, you know, writers consider themselves artists, but, you know, they are uh, businessmen as well. I don't think they do. I think that's, that, that's a misnomer. That's, that's no, I don't think very many, many of the people that I deal with sort of truly consider themselves artists. I would say the uh, 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 we have this discussion with with David. I will find you his name out before the end of this, so I can plug him because he's a cool guy. Um, but we had this discussion. Like I write, and I write. I see. I consider my writing like ah. Uh, I don't want to make any money out of it. I know it's not of interest to other people. And um, we were having this conversation about the way that publishing houses, um, literary books, books of with artistic merit don't sell big numbers they just don't sell they yeah. don't make they don't actually make money the only way to make half decent money is a write a lot of books and b win win win, win quite a few prizes and then you make money as an as an actual author and then work for newspapers and do other work there's no there's no money in art basically when it comes to writing and and and, and it's actually the genre fiction that sells well that actually props up yeah. literary fiction. 
So I, this thing of like writing and art. So can we say that you're making book covers for writers uh, for money and you're writing for yourself and yourself? Um, I guess so, but I don't have any time to do my own writing, so I'm just doing the book covers. But but then I kind of have like a sort of I'm not as um, mercenary as just right. I do I do book covers and I make money for it. I mean, there is kind of like my kind of attitude is yeah, stack them high and sell them cheap. But there is there is a benefit to that. There is like a, a thing where somebody might have written something. There's, there's basically three co- three types of covers you can get. You can do it yourself, and it'll be rubbish. Because if you're a good writer and you're a good designer, then there the, people are, f- are far and few between. There's only three people I know that can do that is me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke, by the way. I'm not very good at writing. Um, so there's the, there's that. People make their own covers, and that's that's a problem because people go and they'll look at that cover and go, looks amateur. The writing's going to be amateur. I'm not even going to bother. Then you've got cheap and cheerful, which is me, which is like, yeah, I'll have something that looks professional. It's not the best thing in the world, but it does the job. It looks professional, but it's not. Then you've got people like, um, there's a guy called, there's Scarlett Rutger, who's a really good designer. I used to chat to her a bit on Kindle boards. And there's a guy called Damoza or something. He's really good as well. And that's kind of like, uh, sort of, professional standard like their covers would look good on them so what are they charging like several thousands i guess no the kind kind of coming at a reasonable price i think it's like sort of around six seven eight hundred sort of so it it is that thing that like my kind of my cover does a job it it fulfills a really a really good purpose because it is that level of right okay yeah job done it looks professional some of my covers that end up on my pre-mates are of that quality that's like oh that's that looks like a that, that looks amazing there is some of mine that are amazing and the amazing ones always sell out really quickly mm-hmm. but there's a lot of them that's just me churning them out and then people grab them works for their works for their particular thing and then maybe if their book gets really popular they'll change that cover but then you get like authors that go, oh, well, that cover worked for me. And then they see the cover as a bit of a talisman for like the sales. Aha, uh-huh, interesting. <laughs> I don't know, there's kind of the, that aspect that the, the marketing sometimes becomes more important than what the actual book is. And the book's probably done well because it's probably a nicely written book that people have recommended other people to read that book. I don't I would say so more than the cover. Well, yeah, but uh, I mean, unfortunately, people judge books by their covers, especially now when you have this Amazon page and you see the thumbnails of very small images and, you know, you end up instinctively getting attracted to whatever is brighter or whatever is nicer and and only then you click to see what the book is about. So now the having a decent cover, at least a decent one, is very important, I guess. So uh, how did you end up deciding to, co- uh, to design covers specifically? I mean, uh, what what kind of uh, clients are writers? Are there more difficult clients, or you know, it's it's fun to work with them? Uh, how is it? Well, how did the reason I'm doing book covers now is a is a really is a really like odd kind of story because I was kind of I was just doing commercial design, basically whatever anybody came and asked me to design to do. So I was doing websites, brochures, like adverts. I was doing stuff for people at work who was selling on eBay. Just depressing. Um, <laughs> 
And kind of what happened is that um, I had an ex-girlfriend. This is a girlfriend from when I, when I first started to her first romances. And she wasn't my first romance, but it was like, I was like 18 or 19. And I kind of kept a little bit in touch with her. Um, and she's from back home in the Northeast. Um, and then she, uh, and she was actually an artist. She was a really good artist. She was, she was a good painter and she wrote as well. And she, then she, become an actress after that but she she was kind of a troubled character and um in the end like she threw herself off a cliff and killed herself like oh. on her fourth birthday which was kind of like it was kind of odd it was something that just like impacted me on my life even though i had not i don't know i'd not like i'm not really spoken to her in quite a number of years i don't know it kind of impacted me because it's sort of like the death of innocence in a way and i'm kind of going through bit of a midlife crisis at the time. It kind of affected me quite a lot. So I went into a bit of a depression. So I was kind of like, I was kind of in a depression for about six months. All I did was play Minecraft and kind of avoided, avoided my work. And I was kind of a little bit down a hole quite a while, yeah, with that. It was, it was kind of bad. And then what happened is that I was, when I was doing that in my dark depression, I was doing a bit of writing. So like, ooh, <laughs> oh, I'm in a dark place, I something. Yeah, cathartic or whatever. So I was kind of getting back into my writing. And then I started to do a little bit of investigation around, like, oh, where's everybody chatting about writing? And then went to, I think it was the KDP forums, the, like, proper Amazon KDP yeah. forums, and was on there for a while. But then I met, there was, I was chatting with, with quite a few people on there about design, just about design, because I designed. And they were like, oh, that's really good. Like, that's kind of interesting. And that, and I even, I think I even designed redesigned a few people's covers for free just like oh, i'll do i'll do a few bits and pieces and then there was a woman called jennifer alvarez and she turned around to me and she said to me your advice is really good i really like your advice you should write you should write a, an article so i sat down and i like sat down and wrote this article which was just 14 points for like better like book cover design I've actually sat down and looked at that recently because um, I'm, I'm revisiting it like two years later and I'm going to rewrite it with mm-hmm. stuff I've learned and I've experienced in the, in the sort of interim period. So then I wrote that article and put that article up on my blog. My blog was meant to be only for my writing, but then it was a bit about book covers. And then, yeah, and then there was another woman that came in and was called Swanson, Nancy Swanson, Swanson, some this, this woman, this old woman who lived in sort of like Wisconsin or Massachusetts, somewhere kind of called mm. like wilderness remote. She was like retired and she asked me to do work for like her, her husband's books and she was lovely. And I ended up chatting to her quite a lot just as a person. So it was kind of these two American women that kind of were made me think like, wow, like there's maybe something I could do to design covers. And at the time I was not I was getting working commercially, but I wasn't doing the work. And they were just coming back to me going, Oh, you haven't done my work, you haven't done my work. And I was depressed. I couldn't face it. So that kind of went on for about three or four months of me kind of slowly moving over to book covers and book covers I was kind of enjoying it kind of got me back working and kind of lifted me out of my depression. And then I just couldn't finish doing fit face doing commercial work and because I couldn't face commercial work, I couldn't just couldn't face any of the clients. I just went, right, well I've got to make the book covers thing work. So I just got my head down and started to do lots of book covers. Just about simple. That was, that was like two years ago. 
So for two years, you're doing book covers only. Yeah, a bit of a long story, I saw it. No, no, it's fine. It's just, I, I, I'm trying to imagine like, okay, you know, if, if I'm writing a book, I know what the book is about and I can brief the designer what I want, at least how I imagine it approximately. And then based on the story, the designer can imagine it himself as well. But when you're doing a pre-made cover, what makes you imagine those covers? I mean, uh, where do you get the ideas from? Yeah. It doesn't work in that way. Um, in terms of pre-made covers, it's almost like the complete opposite to, to the to the nth degree as well. Because what I'll do is I'll go right stock images. I need to find some stock images. That's the basis of a, the cover. So I'll go sexy lady in the search bar, and all these sexy ladies pop up, and I'm like, okay. this, this. <laughs> go, which sexy lady shall I select today? So I go, oh, I'll have a little bit of her, and I'll have a little bit of her, and I'll download all those images, and then those images sit there until I until I design the covers and I'll sit down and and even at that stage I might it sounds horrible but I might go do you know what I don't like you anymore and just not even use that image so it's kind of searching for the right images to start off with and then going through and creating the covers and then when I'm sat there making the covers you see when I when I was doing pre-made covers it was not like I was the first person or anything I kind of stole somebody else's idea but fair enough fair enough but people were putting author name author name book title onto the cover and I just thought that doesn't work for me it's not good marketing because Mm. it doesn't give you a sense of how the cover could be used or whether it's a real cover it just kind of felt like a template which is not right it needs to have some sort of life to it so i thought well i'm going to put proper titles on mine so then when i sit there and design them i'll go "Ooh, what what, what's this book about james and i'll "Ooh, i think it's about this oh put this title (laughs) there make up a name and some of my titles are funny some people find the funny ones a lot of people miss them but there's some funny ones there when i'm bored i'll do a funny title but actually i I probably get, and this this is me saying to the nth degree that it's the opposite way around. I probably get like five percent of the covers I sell keep the title. Mm-hmm. Oh, interesting. So authors are going, oh that, oh that, oh that makes that that has a story in my head about that particular cover. I want to use that cover and write that particular story. So which is it flat, it's infinitely flattering. It really, I'm like fantastic. Yeah, it's great. So you're selling pre-made covers and book ideas <laughs> at the same I time. I guess so. I don't charge extra for the ideas. So. <laughs> yeah, amazing. And uh, well, that's that's the difference of doing the work and doing something you enjoy. Because I have a feeling that with book covers, you feel quite comfortable and you enjoy what you're doing. Basically, it's yeah. No, of course, it's it's fantastic. Like, I mean, before when I was um, when before when I was doing like commercial work, oh, dull, dull like you wouldn't believe. Um, so um, I was doing like uh, eBay like template work for people who sold like television wall brackets you like the wall brackets that you mount a flat screen tv on right so i get one job for one of them i design the template for them so they can use to sell it on ebay very dull so somebody else sees that i've done that design and comes to me and says oh, i do wall brackets as well can you, <laughs> like can, can, can you do a wall bracket one for me i'm like oh, okay right, fine so then what happens is i end up i ended up going through these little veins of sort of work i'd like car parts like um furniture um hair extensions was another one i did quite a lot of hair extension work and it's and the other thing also is that when you're looking at like websites and um 
the Ebay Times and stuff, it's coding work, which is just dull coding. So I can code HTML, but that's about it. But it's still a little bit of JavaScript, but then it's like, no, it's boring. Where it, it, there, it is something that I really enjoy. Yeah, book covers. My life, my life's perfect now. <laughs> but I guess you had to go through those experiences in order to understand how nice your life is now. <laughs> I guess so. I guess so. I've had ups and downs, but everybody does in their life. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> How, how how long it's going to last the book covers thing but I, I kind of I kind of have a good sense that do you see any specific trend on what kind of covers are most popular on your side uh, yeah I mean well I designed to there is a certain thing where I design to the trends of what's going on and people go oh I want this and then sometimes people like I'll design some randomly and then these ones will sell really quick right I've got to do more of them so yeah I mean I, it, it's odd because I don't know there's, there's sort of two there's two ways of looking at like cover design there's just there's two sides of the fence and you've got stick with stick with the genre mm -hmm. stick with the genre so this has to look like the genre cover it has to it has to be the genre it has to it has to have this sort of cover otherwise readers won't get to know blah 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 and there's that And I guess pre-mades is, is, is pretty much that. It's pr pretty much 80%. I'll do that. Mm -hmm. Because that seems to be the overriding thought behind it. There isn't like, um, there isn't any sort of daringness in the, in, in, in where they go. And then, but then if something defies genre, but it's still sort of with, with the genre in a way, it's still sort of that vibe. Like it's a horror cover. You can tell it's a horror cover, but it's not in black. Mm -hmm. Like to me, I, To me personally, I prefer that. I prefer something that defines, that subverts the genre. Subverting the genre is always like more interesting to me, but it's not a sell, sellable. Mm. People don't want that. So kind of, I have my own natural balance of what I actually like to design and what I know will sell. Because if I just designed what I like to design, then it wouldn't, I would, I wouldn't, I wouldn't live in the manner that I am accustomed to. Okay, so it's like your writing, you know. What you enjoy writing is not selling well. <laughs> and what you enjoy putting on the covers doesn't sell well either. But I didn't say my writing wasn't selling well. My, <laughs> my writing's selling fantastically. I don't charge for it. Okay. <laughs> okay. People, people download it. So. Let's say someone doesn't understand, like, very well about the design and the cover design but they still sense you know which covers look professional and which ones are have been done by the writer and, and look ugly let's say what is that something that differentiates those two i mean because i i can differentiate them but i can't put my finger on you know uh, why are they so different well i could i could i could tell you all that but then it'd be giving away my secrets oh okay <laughs> no. so there is a secret there <laughs> no I'm joking. i'm joking good good design's good design and basically Good design is is really simple. It comes down to some very very basic things, and it's as such they are they are probably rules, but it takes a long time to master the simple rules. And I guess the first thing that like you see, I never went to design school or anything like that. I, I went to university to do computer science, and I'm a dropout. But I kind of drew, like when other kids were playing football, I drew when I was like five years old. In fact, I've got a box of all my drawings from when I was a when I was a kid. My dad gave me to them, gave them. Oh, we're clearing out the loft. Who's your drawings? I'm like, yes. 
I didn't know you'd even still kept them. And it's kind of, so I always go off on a tangent. So basically good design is just balance. That's all it is. Simple, simply it's balance. Now, what I, so my kind of made up term for it is like a visual index. Like a cover has to have a visual index. And what that means is your eye looks at one thing first, the next thing second, the third thing third, fourth thing fourth. That's it. Sim- it's that simple. So the ways you can achieve that is with the size of something or the colour of something or how uh, defined something is, how much detail it has in it or how blurry something is. So uh, as long as you've got some sort of index where your eye's drawn to this bit first, second, third, fourth, fine. It's good design and it works. Kindle covers that always look terrible is that um, everybody's been fed this line that the text needs to be really big on the on the on the page, um, with, and that that kind of gets passed around a lot because it's a small thumbnail. The text has to be big. Mm. Somebody has to read it. Now, I don't believe that for a second. I don't think it is relevant at all that it has to be big. It can be, but what you can't do is have a big shouty text and a big shouty picture because the eye goes, "Oh, which do I look at first? And your eye becomes confused your brain's going what am i meant to be looking at here so it's a it's a little bit like that it's kind of always the mistake and um people's like lack of being able to use color properly as well always is the uh is a factor where like there'll be so many competing colors that your eye doesn't know where to look like Mm -hmm. eyes going like oh too much red blue green yellow purple all at once (laughs) and and that's it well even with just in a photo sometimes you've got to pull the color out of a photo so yeah i will with all my photos that i do my pre-made covers i'll sit there and mess about with the colors quickly to get the colors right so it kind of balances for my eyes so Mm -hmm. that's kind of it's kind of that it's balance that's what that's the difference between good design and bad design and then i guess the other thing is the quality of source that you're using if you're using free fonts forget about it if you're using like crappy photos to start off with forget about it you you're on a loser you need to you need to use like the one the, the one that always makes me laugh is um you've got What's quite popular in certain genres of literature is um, what's called small cap fonts. And a small cap font is where, you, where you'll have everything in uppercase, but if you do the capital letter, it's larger. Uh-huh. So it's all uppercase, but one letter's larger. And then what they'll do, what they'll do to make the first letter larger, they'll just increase that letter. Now, increasing that letter makes the font unbalanced because if you can imagine the width of the, the lines, like on a capital L, get thicker. So it just looks wrong. It's imbalanced and badly designed fonts. And mm-hmm. You can get commercial commercial fonts on the internet if you're in the right places. Okay, so if someone is a completely newbie writer, he doesn't have know anything about self-publishing, he writes a book and then he realizes that he has to get a cover because he can't do it himself. What he should be looking at? Because, I mean, there is a thing like, okay, I like this cover or I don't like this cover or this is, you know, uh, okay for my book. It can be relevant to my book or it can't. But what are the things he should pay attention to before deciding which cover to choose? I don't care. (laughs) Like, I kind of have a a non-interference policy. I don't interfere with titles, even if they're bad, badly. Even if there's bad grammar in the titles, I don't touch that. If people come to me and say, which sort, I've got this type of book, which sort of cover do you think I should use? I don't get involved in that. I have a complete non-interference policy when it comes to that. And the reason being is that I am a helpful person now. And I either let the floodgates of me being helpful to other people, like, and go, oh, maybe they'll come through to me and go, oh, I want this cover, this is my title. And I go, 
oh, well, I'll go have a look because I actually think there's a better cover for you. Mm-hmm. I either do that or I don't. I can't not, I could either just go, right, I've got a policy of non-interference or I'm helpful and I would never have any time to do anything because I'd just be helpful all the time. So it's like I, I, I wouldn't have designed five and a half thousand covers in the last two years if I, if I didn't just go pick your cover. And even what happens with some, with some writers, they will go, right, I bought this cover, didn't work for me, come back to me, I'm going to buy this second cover, see if that one works better for me for my marketing. Sometimes the covers are completely different as well, but that happens. Mm. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's fine. It's fair enough. It's 20 quid or $40 or whatever. Like, however much it is, it's like, it's for the test and see. You did so many covers up to now in in a short period of two years. What keeps you being so productive and staying inspired? What helps you work so much? Alcohol. Alcohol only? (laughs) Yeah. I I just think of all the nice booze I could. okay so it's the motivation (laughs) (laughs) no um i kind of had this like uh in terms of like in terms of actual work work i've kind of got the whole system that how i work into it's kind of a little bit of a i've perfected it over the last two years so it's quite an efficient there's quite a lot of stages to make in a cover but they happen in very distinct stages almost like uh when uh henry t ford decided that that's how you build a car and you mm. put it in a production line there's a production i have a production line mentality which kind of i'm always looking for the little bit more efficiency i can get out of building building the cover site and do a lot in terms of like in terms of like i'm comfortable like I, like i sit in my pajamas and work i've got the best music like i sit there and smoke in my workplace i'm like i'm, I'm in a comfortable place in my life so i've got a nice i've got a good monitor and i don't know I'm, that kind of that kind of makes everything easier always your environment and i don't don't know i I just kind of just done them just they're there do them like it's it's kind of fun it's a fun thing to do and i kind of had this it has taken over me a little bit but i I did have this thing that what happened was that i got into pre-made covers kind of not just copying off people what happened was that it was way back and it was right at the start i did some commissioned work and then i do like five cover concepts and then they go i'll have that one and then you've got four cover concepts left and i called it my recycling like recycled covers recycling (laughs) that's what it was so i had those covers but then when i started doing commissions what happened is that i got a subscription at shutterstock for a month but then you got loads of images so i'm like well i want to use those images so Mm -hmm. then i had this idea and it is it is bang on two years to the day because I went, ooh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to do 100 covers for horror, for the horror genre, and it was going to be called Subverting Genre. Like, see, I'm still in this same frame of mind that I, I don't want, oh, yeah, it has to have a, it has to be a black cover with a shadowy figure on. I still think like that, but that I, so I designed these 100 covers. These 100 covers took me like six weeks to do, and even then I missed the, like, Halloween thing. I don't know. But then I did this thing, and I put them up, and I was like, no, I'm quite proud of that i did 100 covers and i'd put them on for like i think it was either 65 or 75 dollars this is worth 65 or 75 dollars no it must have been 60 and they went on with my recycle so i had about 100 covers just sat there and then what happened is i designed a few more in the november and it got to december and i was like oh, i need somebody for christmas presents for my family so i went i'll sell my covers at half price put them on for 30 dollars all of them like pretty much all of them bar like three or four sold out and i was like hmm there's something <laughs> something about it $60 isn't the right price $30 is the right price and then I just went 
right, I'm going to churn that. I'm going to do loads, churn loads out. Just churn loads out in that December. So loads. I hadn't had that much sort of money in a while because I was even three months behind about rent at one point that year when I was depressed. Like, I was like, oh, there's some money to be had. So I had this attitude in my head that I was just going to destroy all the competition, not by being nasty to them or being any negative, but by putting that pressure on myself to go like, right, I'm mm. going to be, I'm going to be number one pre-made book cover seller in the world. That's what I'm going to do. And I sat there and did it over the last two years. So it's like... So is that how Humble Nations was created with 100 horror pre-made car covers? Yeah, and a few bits of, yeah, the Go On Right, yeah. Go On Right was actually another domain name I had, which was for bookmarks for writers. I don't know about this website. So I just had that domain name. So Go On Right wasn't even the idea for the name of the thing. It was just like, oh, put them on there. I really spent days on pre-made cover websites. It just, you know, doing research, having a look and choosing and looking for something specific, etc. And, you know, I it was just completely different and, and much easier to serve and, and nicer and the covers looked professional so you know I could differentiate immediately although you know I, I know nothing about design but you know just from from the let's say potential customers point of view it was just perfect yeah I think there's like and it does I mean the irony is here and it's a beautiful irony is that um, a good cover sells like a book so does not like a good pre-made cover website sell the book cover <laughs> like <laughs> it's like mm, hang on a minute like so you've got to have it's got to be like it has to be nice it has to be beautiful it yeah. has to be a nice a nice experience otherwise it's like well how are you it's like do you know what I, mean? I, I i just find it odd that people wouldn't automatically do that the, so what would you like as as a last question what would you advise to newbie writers those who are just starting writing for kindle give me better titles <laughs> <laughs> give me just give me better titles that's it just give me better titles <laughs> there's um look it's what sells isn't it what sells is what sells i that's i can understand why i, I don't know i have a it's a, there's there is there is a complete disconnect because i have a very different way of looking at, at my writing than they look at their writing and that creates like an an, an 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 oddity but they do they've got to do their way and i've got to do my way i mean i've i've been writing for the last 20 years my life i've got three things three things only on on kindle the, the, all of them are short so um i've got a pile of books that uh um i've got i've got a, the one thing that happened when i moved here is i had to get a friend to have a full suitcase to bring all my notebooks here to this country so i don't want to leave those notebooks anyway i've moved to this country he helped me brought those notebooks and that's like 20 the last 20 years of my life of craft actual craft writing craft like i could go to any one of those books and probably take out and publish something if i could be bothered and didn't want to cringe at my old writing but it's years and years of like mm. do, you, do you read the, them sometimes of course i do yeah, <laughs> of course I do. The, I, the last thing I actually published was like some really old short stories on from from my twenties and stuff, which I picked out and thought, oh, they're they're quite funny and quite interesting. But it's craft. It's like anything in life. Um, it's the, like it'd be the same advice to people who are starting out designing book covers. Put the hours in. Just put the hours in. It's simple. Don't get disheartened 
of where you're at in your life now because your face will grow older, you'll get grey hair and you'll be better at what you do. And that's 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 the way that's the way it takes away from you and that's the way it gives it back to you. And there's nothing much more than that in life. And then you die. <laughs> Great advice. Well, thank you so much for your time. You know, I really appreciate it. Well, I, could have, I could have gone for longer, but I ran out of beer, so. Uh. <laughs> well, thank you. I really appreciate you coming over. No. It was uh, just really nice. No problem at all. No problem at all. Well, that was it for today. I truly hope that you found the interview interesting. As I already mentioned, you can find out where to get professional book covers when money is tight at www.anialexander.com slash 40 where you can download the free PDF and um, get all the details that I've prepared especially for you. Well, take care. Have a nice day. Don't forget to write and I'll meet you in the next episode. Take care. Bye. <laughs>